it's beautiful. It's really cool. cool. And uh, looks like we are live. Uh, we'll wait a few more minutes for more of our friends to join. Uh, meanwhile, for everyone that's listening in on Apple, Google, or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for uh, being here with us, listening in on another MaxWeb podcast episode. Uh, we have a really special guest with us today, uh, my good friend Aria, who is a rock star. Uh, but because we we did start two three minutes early, uh, Aria, I would love for you to give everyone just a you know a short background on how you got in the industry because I love that. It's always so interesting to see yeah. where people were before they got into the you know before we became digital nomads, right? So, right. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I am honored and grateful to be on. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, I guess with a lot of stories that you hear, people don't like, they don't plan to be in this industry from a lot of people that I've talked to. I know I didn't. Um, the way that I really got in was I was going to college for a semester and I was playing soccer and I was like, super passionate about it and then something pulled me to i remember i was in an entrepreneurship class and the teacher teaching it had us do a project and during the project she was like okay um so i want everybody to create you know an entrepreneurship project on like you know what you want to do what kind of impact you want to create and me being the rebellious student that I was at the time, I was like, okay, well, what, what have you created? You know, not to be rude, but like genuine question, right? And she was like, I haven't. So at that point, I was like, okay, you know, learning, it's like learning basketball from someone who doesn't play basketball, right? So at that point, I really decided to uh, drop out and then leave my hometown because I was born and raised in Houston. Um, my family came from Iran. I was first generation American. I am first generation American. So um, I left and then I decided to move a week later from Houston to Austin. And as I was driving from Houston to Austin, I was looking on my phone for a job because I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out, whatever, you know, we'll make it happen. And then as I'm driving, I applied for a basic sales position at this company called Six Pack Shortcuts. I don't know if anybody's familiar with them, but they were really big at the time um, with Mike Chang and Six Pack Shortcuts. So I got a job there and just as a basic sales agent, like calling partials and calling the prospects. And I got to a point where I was like really, really good um day one like i came in and i just started crushing it and um, putting up a lot of sales and i revived the team and then i moved up, moved to tryout trainer and then manager and then i essentially managed a lot of the in-house team at the time um and that was how i got my start in the industry um and and then now you know it's transitioned to like i left and then i uh, went to a company called webforce and i built their call center and sales team from scratch um, and then I left there and now I'm doing everything for myself at Salesbound, which is essentially just a third party sales service for people who, you know, in the direct response e-commerce space. So we're essentially doing the same thing. But my start was just that I went to six pack shortcuts and I was like, just basic sales person calling the worst of the worst leads. And I was like really good at it. And then the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Well, that's awesome and that was my uh the perfect segue for for me uh because i will i wanted to uh we have a lot of you know affiliate and product owners that are watching uh, you know and listening to the podcast and you know while we usually have a lot of affiliate experts or product owners i just thought it would be so valuable to have you and bring you know your expertise when it comes to the customer service aspect of our industry but right. also, I think you, uh, when it comes to networking, you are just phenomenal. And it's, it, it, I, I think people have so much to learn from you. So with that said, you know, well, we, we, can, keep, uh, we can keep this part brief. But uh, one of the things that I would love for you to share is how do you really network 
uh, not just at conferences, we'll start with that, but also how, how do you stay connected with people when you're at home? Because I know mm. a lot of us are trying so hard to build friendships and relationships, uh, you know, being in, in this space and any tips you have, we, we welcome them. Wow. So this is a, this is a loaded question. I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I believe that in this type of industry and in this type of business relationships mean everything. And it's like, it's all, it's what, you know, but it's also who, you know, and for me, and reputation matters too. So like your reputation, especially in this industry is extremely important because this is a small corner of the internet, right? So it's not too many people here. So the reputation matters. So networking, so back to the networking, I think for me, it was when I first got, so I've been in the industry for a while. However, I only recently started to want to spread my personal brand and this is actually something i've never shared before um just a heads up so like the stuff i'm about to share is like super i've never shared so i'm really vulnerable i'm excited i'm always about vulnerability in an open heart right you know this so um when i first got started i was i was a lot really focused on the back end so i was just like grinding head down going 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 and i realized that it was super important for me to start building my personal brand and image in the industry because it was going to matter for our business success at the time. So what I started to do was I started to, well, first off, I'm really good at what I do. So like, I think it's really important to be super good at what you do. Um, But once you're really good at what you do, then it's like, okay, now I'm like, I'm going to go to all these conferences. And I went through a spurt of like going to every freaking event. Uh, you probably know, like I went through every single event back to back to back to back to back. And I was meeting a lot of people and I was like intro- introducing myself to a lot of people. And like, that's it. I was like meeting so many individuals. But then it got to a point where I was like, okay, now that I know so many people, I think it's important for me to go deep with a small collective group of people, individuals that I resonate with. And I I really believe your vibe attracts your tribe. So like, who is it that you vibe with? Who also is at the same, if not a higher level than you in business and some sort of intellect. Because if you're the smartest person in the room, especially in your friend group, I really believe you're in the wrong room. So like how, how are your friends looking? And then once I went in, I was like building deeper connections with so many different individuals. And one of them was you. And now it's like, in that, at that point you're like, okay, you have a really good friend group who are all badasses in the industry, but it all starts from like being good at something, being the best at something one thing like you don't have to be good at freaking like 20 different things like just be good at one thing be a master at it and then make sure everybody knows that you're a master at it and then whenever you are networking and meeting new people then it's it's like people really want to connect and meet you because you're a cool person you're a genuine person you have an open heart you're a badass right stuff like that but also you're really good at that one thing which is going to help them with their business too so it's like it all kind of correlates if any of that like kind of connects. <laughs> does, it connects perfectly because, you know, you actually did not started going to all these conferences before you, uh, before you worked hard. So, you know, as a right. testimony to what we always say, um, you know, you, you have so many uh, newbies coming into the industry and sure, it is possible to make a lot of money in our space, but you can really take hard work away from the equation. You can. I mean, I really don't believe, uh, you know, the, the, the new generation will tell you to work smart and absolutely but you also have to work hard. I, I have not seen one successful entrepreneur in our space who's, who would say, you know what, I just work, I work really smartly for like a half an hour every day and I succeeded. Right. So that's, you know, exactly, you, you had to work hard. And but yeah. 
so when you're home, so let's say you went to a conference, you you vibed with a lot of the you know the right people, but maybe you didn't get a chance to connect with everyone that you wanted. You usually do like an email, like a really cool like bubble email. Do you try to get on a call with potential like partners? What's what's your favorite method to really connect with people once you're at home? Um, it's a good question. I think that email is like out outdated in regards to email is great but i feel like it's not personal um for me what's helped me build my reputation into where i'm i'm at now in my life in this industry has been uh facebook has helped me out a lot so i truly believe if you're first getting started in this industry maximizing facebook facebook and like creating your personal brand on Facebook and connecting with the rock stars in this industry through Facebook is super important. Um, and like getting into groups and like connecting with individuals, all of that is super important, but also like adding someone on Facebook and then messaging them like, Hey, so good to meet you. Um, let's chat soon. Or like, this part uh, this party or event was so fun right wow like just stuff like that a genuine connection not just like just saying things to say things but adding people on facebook i think is huge um i think facebook is one of those things that isn't talked about enough in this industry but probably everyone doesn't want to know everyone else how helpful it is to them right because not everyone has the abundance mindset so a lot of right. people are afraid to tell you like what works for them you know, Facebook has worked for me and, you know, recently Instagram is just really right. helpful. Like in South America, I've noticed that a lot of people prefer Instagram over Facebook. So I just started using it more because, hey, if it helps you connect with people, why not? Right. So. Right. And you have like that personal profile on there, too. So instead of just sending an email, exactly. which people like people, like, I, mean, I, pro I probably get hundreds of emails a day, right? Yeah, some people get thousands some people get tens of thousands of emails a day so it's just a matter of why email someone when you can just add them put them in your virtual social circle and then be able to reach out to them on a personal uh, direct message and then connect through that and then from there you could like get on a call or something and see how you guys can work together or just chat but yeah i think facebook and social media is big Okay, beautiful. So now the the hard questions. I'm joking. I promise. Nothing personal. <laughs> uh, obviously, because you are on the customer service side, I would love for you if you can tell me any trends that you're seeing when it comes to customer behavior. Do you feel like people are uh, buying less? They are online shopping. They are picking up the phone less. Any type of trends that you can see, we're gonna find uh, you know helpful because it might be common sense to you, but maybe we have no idea. Yeah. So, uh, so just a background of like w what I do for anyone that doesn't know that's on this right now, just brief, um, at Salesbound, what we do is we do phone sales for our clients. So we do outbound phone sales for, uh, people who have uh, brands and direct response and offers and also e-commerce. So we call customers after they purchase and we upsell them additional products and services. So we don't do customer service too much, but like we do a lot of phone sales, but it's the same concept, same question, which is like, okay, what are we noticing that's different? I think one thing that we're noticing is that a lot more people are putting their phone number on the checkout page, um, which is very helpful for if you have like an internal team that does phone sales, or if you're, third partying it out with someone like us but if you have like an internal team we've noticed that a lot more people are fine with putting their phone number on checkout because it's so common for delivery people to pick up the phone and like call you know where they're delivering to hey where do i put your package blah blah um in regards to buying behaviors um i think that I'm seeing a lot of high AOVs. Um, I don't know if that's like 
this is just across the clients that I'm working with, but it's, um, and I, all my clients are in the supplement space and health and wellness space right now, but we're seeing a lot of high AOVs, um, and customers that, that purchase a good amount of product and aren't refunding, um, that is our refunding their online initial order. Mm -hmm. So that's been super big for us. Um, another thing that I'm noticing is that customers have been, and I went through a transition, but it's like customers have been super receptive to phone calls these days. And their the pickup ratio has actually gone up a lot. Um, we used to have pickup ratio of probably 20 or 30%, but recently our pickup rates have been upwards of 50%. So if a hundred customers come in and we call those hundred, we will probably get around 50 to 55 of them to pick up wow. on, on day one. Right. So that's been uncommon for me to see. Cause it's like, wow, like the, everyone's really open to picking up their phone now because I feel like five years ago, everyone used to be like when their phone would ring, they would, right. it would be fight or flight stress and be like, Oh shit, who's calling me? But I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, sorry. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but now recently, like a lot of people are picking up the phone and they're being very receptive. And we've noticed that that trend of adding a, um, a phone number and also calling your customers has mm -hmm. been received very well from the customers. Mm -hmm. And on a side note, and you, you might ask this, uh later or soon but like on a side note i think having phone sales is the new trend uh, i believe that there is a phone sales back-end phone sales revolution that's happening right now mm -hmm. and just like how people have upsell funnels mm -hmm. you have to have upsell funnels right you have to have back-end email marketing you have to have a landing like you have to have all these things because it's like you have to have it to increase your AOV and make money. I think in the next five years, the same thing is going to apply for phone sales. Cause right now our biggest selling point for phone sales that we've noticed and a lot of complaints that we're getting from our, you know, people that I know, my friends, everybody is like, you know, we can't, we, we can't pay high enough CPAs, right? Like we, we can't afford to compete with all these brands and paid media and all these affiliates aren't, aren't mailing enough because um, we're not paying them enough money compared to some of these other brands. So it's like, what's the solution to all of that backend phone sales? Like you literally make more money and profit and you have more money to use into your CPAs and to your media and marketing. And that can help you get more leads and increase your ad spend and make more money right and then with all those leads you actually get more leads for the call center or phone team too so that's what i think that the true trend is is the phone sales revolution because a lot of people talk about high ticket phone sales which is like coaching phone sales 15 20 30 100 000. but i don't think enough people have brought up high volume phone sales Smart. which is what a lot of um brands that you know, might even be on MaxWeb, a lot of brands that are um, in direct response do, which is like lower ticket on the front end and upsells, like nothing is really over 2000. Those are the ones we focus on. And that's where I think the, the trend is going, which is everyone's gonna have phone sales, whether it's internally or third partied out. And the people who are doing it now, and a, a lot of them don't say it, but a lot of the brands that are doing it now are typically the top five on platforms and networks. Why? Because they make so much on the back end. That's like the secret, right? Exactly. And they, you know, you actually made a lot of wonderful points that are, you know, helpful to us. The average order value being uh, decent and good. It's important for us to know that. That means, you know, customers are still uh, spending money. Uh, a lot of our offers are supplements and health. Uh, beauty product so it's so important to know that people are purchasing and i think it was super interesting that uh, you mentioned customers are picking up and picking up mm -hmm. more i don't know if it has anything to do with covid and people having feeling the need to have that connection and they get excited when they they connect to a different to another human being or maybe right. you know the the generational change right 
not like oh, millennials usually hate to be on the phone, but maybe, you know, not everyone is like that. So that's, that's right. an interesting point. And honestly, to any product owners listening, uh, it is a, an easy way to be able to afford higher CPAs for affiliates, right? Because for us, it's very important. Like we do need high CPAs to be able to run traffic. And, you know, besides having that opt-in for your email list, uh, not as many people read emails. I think more people have a cell phone. So when it comes to right. phone calls or SMS and anything that's, you know, going to be the future, it's, it's definitely very valuable. So for sure. I agree. You think uh, of something like that, that might be just common sense, like the fact that, uh, you know, half of uh, the people that you're calling are picking up, uh, it's not important, but it's it's so, so valuable for us to learn stuff like this. And not everyone is excited to share what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I think it's a big ninja tactic, too. It's like, you know, there's uh, people, it, it's building a team to call new customers can be kind of tedious. However, there is such low hanging fruit in like calling your declines, people who try to purchase and it doesn't go through, like call them, say, Hey, your card didn't go through. I see you were trying to get six bottles of the greens and it, it, it declined. Like, let's get that processed. Or even the prospects, you know, prospects, even if they didn't click buy, like they just leave your cart, there's, you still know they're interested. They were putting some of their info in. So those are two low-hanging fruits that I recommend everybody hire someone internally. And it's not something that really needs to be trained too much because you literally just call the decline and say, hey, you were trying to get six bottles at decline. Like, let me get that resolved for you. Or the prospects, you're like, hey, I see you were interested in the product, but you didn't purchase. Like, let's get that set up for you. Like, that's it for those two. Maybe. The new customer pitch is when it gets kind of, more difficult because you have to actually you know go through a pitch and actually create a script and stuff like that but for the declines and abandons it's it's really low-hanging fruit for sure amazing i like that all right so besides you know we uh the trend of you know the phone sale revolution how you called it i like that i'll i'll, I'll quote you on it uh so <laughs> besides this as a as a trend uh Anything you're seeing that you think this year is going to be like a turning point for us in the industry? Um, as an example, for us, I feel like uh, native traffic has been better. And, and I think that's because on our side, Facebook had so many restrictions. We moved a lot of the traffic from Facebook to native, right? Mm -hmm. Are there any trends you're seeing on your end? Or do you see more people becoming product owners? Do you see more people that are trying to learn how to, to drive traffic? Anything you see on your end, we could find valuable. I think I'm seeing... So the way I like to look at how people think is um, there are three batches of thought processes in business in, in my mind. The first batch is it's like trapped, the trapped mentality where it's, you, it's like you don't have financial freedom and you're still trying to exit the mass consciousness of like being put down by society of like going working nine to five living paycheck to paycheck um living that type of life i think that's the first level the second level is where you're making enough money to be financially free so let's just say for example it's like you're making 20 30 a month right and like you're financially free and you're happy and you're traveling and you're doing this and you're doing whatever you want in your life. It's like second level. Third level is you're, you've already got the second level down, but the third level I think are super visionaries. So you're a hyper visionary and you're winning in regards to like your business is winning. You're making all this money. You're impacting a lot of lives. You have a lot of employees, a big team, a good offer, maybe multiple offers or a big agency, whatever it is. 
but you continue to go and you continue to win and you continue to work because you know your potential and you're like, I'm not going to stop. My freedom is to continue to win and continue to grow in business and in my organization and in life. And you have like the third, the third group essentially has like hyper, hyper big visions and they think super big about organizations and about themselves. So the trend that I'm seeing from talking to a lot of people and like I've been helping a lot of people with mentorships and stuff like that. I've been seeing a lot of people and offer owners and people in our industry go start thinking about going from the second group to the third group. So a lot of people are in that second group thinking, you know, the four hour work week and like financial freedom and, you know, um, life freedom. I do what I want when I want. And a lot of people are happy there, but the trend I'm seeing is there is a percentage of people now that are awakening to the fact that you can go to that third degree because they've become more motivated. I don't know why. I don't know why actually, but I, I do believe that's the trend of people are up leveling how they're thinking, like just humanity as a whole, right? But especially that second group of people, a lot of them are starting to up level the way that they think and to want to get into that third group, which can lead into like owning a great offer, but also owning a great company around that offer. So wanting to learn the systems of like, okay, what systems do I need to have a badass offer? Or what system do I need to have multiple great offers? Or what systems do I need to have a really good agency or uh, uh, manage or grow a really good platform? Like people are wanting to learn that now because they're seeing so many people do it and they're like, oh, it's possible, right? Do you think uh, Do you think it could be also a legacy thing? Like many people wanna, you know, leave something behind and it's just that, you know, I don't know if you're seeing this for a specific age group or just, uh, you know, specific humans, but I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people after, you know, they're able to have fun for a while, it just becomes so important to leave something behind. You know, it could be a company yeah. or... I think that, I think it depends who you ask. I think that's like, it's super subjective. Um, however, yes, I do believe that many people that are in the second tier, like the second group of thinking are now thinking about what's my legacy, right? You're right. Like what's, what do I want to be known for? What do I want the world to know me for? What kind of impact do I want to leave on society? Because it's super cliche, but like making money is great. It's great. We all know this. Like it's a great thing to enjoy. It's a great thing to do, but it comes down to impact too. And I do believe a lot of people are wanting to see and believe and know and want to leave some sort of awesome impact. And they're realizing through all these social networks of like TikTok for a lot of the younger generations and then Instagram and Facebook and then YouTube and then what's being shown on social media. And then now you have all these, and it's been recent, right? You have yeah. all in the past like eight years or five years, you have uh, shows and movies coming around about like um, being a, you know, like a Steve Jobs documentary. And then you have the WeWork documentaries that have come out and the WeWork movies and, and the show called uh, Billions. Like you have all these things now revolved around hyper, like hyper third tier way of thinking. So now everyone's like, okay, Maybe I do want to leave a legacy. Maybe I do want to grow a really great company and like help so many people and impact so many people's lives. There's so many different motives, but I do believe legacy can be a big one for sure. It definitely is. Legacy and yeah. impact, you, you know, you said impact that it, it resonated right away because, you know, even though many of us, uh, you know, and I speak from personal experience here, uh, will do something that we're good at, like, you know, running a successful business, but uh, the return on investment when it comes to charity, it's fantastic in terrible countries or, you know, we make money doing what we do, but then it's so easy to help and impact sides of the globe where, five thousand dollars it's a lot of money right so right I that i have seen that in our industry and more and more recently of uh, 
our friends and everyone in general just wanting to make an impact and helping, um, especially because we in our in in the tech world we are the I don't want. I don't know if we're the lucky ones, but it's the industry that's growing and it's, you know, it's easy for us to, to, to have an impact. Uh, I'm right. just curious, like, do you see a lot of uh, these individuals uh, spending time on, on themselves too? As a trend in the business world, I feel like more and more people are investing so much time in, I don't know, anything that, you know, right. can would have been taken as a joke, like uh, breathing. Oh, damn, that's so true. Right, like right. When, when I started, right. I mean, I'm uh, hopefully I look younger than I am, but <laughs> I was when I was uh, 19 and 20, and you know, going to college, everyone was like that that greedy hustle, working hard. No one ever spoke about retreats, learning how to breathe, to be able to welcome mindfulness. But now I see it everywhere, right? I mean. Right. Fantastic, brilliant people are talking about taking care of their uh, mental health and themselves to be able to make more money. Right. I, are you seeing the same thing? Like, I feel yeah. like people are investing in themselves. For sure, hundred percent. I, I, I've been seeing this trend too, which is, like you said, a lot of people are investing in themselves and not just investing in themselves for like masterminds and stuff, but investing in their physical health and yeah. investing in things that are going to up level them. And I've been, it, it's been a, the conversation has been very normalized recently of how can I make my brain, my brain and mind better. And yeah. the practices of how to up level your brain and mind are practices that, like you said, 10 years ago, people would have been super skeptical about whether yeah. it's like going to, um, some sort of uh, therapy, right? Or uh, to up-level your mind and to really make sure that you're working on yourself or doing some sort of uh, nutrition plan that's like out of the ordinary or like going to some sort of um, event that's focused on personal development, which there really wasn't too many like 10 years ago, but now it's like a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, and people have been diving more into how they think if that makes sense like people have been one like it, it's been a common conversation of like how do they think how do you think how do i think how can i improve the way that i think how can i improve the way that i feel and how can i up level and become personally developed right but just essentially always up level yourself through many different means right but again all these means 10 years ago like you said it wouldn't have been so common but now it's just such good conversation of like hey like how can i up level my myself and it's such a common conversation for sure it is now now exactly that's that's the word and uh you know i i never have uh the opportunity to discuss this and we never have discussed this on the podcast but i think it it be it became cool to be vulnerable I think that's brilliant. And I love the fact that being vulnerable is seen as a superpower now, where uh, right. 10, 20 years ago, the, the only the, the strength came from strong people that never cried, that never you know broke down. And we learned through vulnerability because brilliant people realize I need to share my struggles with others and that will help other people be vulnerable and work on their stuff. And because a bunch of people were open and vulnerable about you know their own feelings we're not just thinking on how we think about stuff but it also how we feel about things right oh my goodness you're because so we, right we realize when we feel certain things might be there those things might not be correctly aligned to with our actions right our feelings and we right. you know we were i you know i was born and raised in eastern europe so being vulnerable is for you know it's not politically correct. It's not for smart people. Right. Smart people are strong. Smart people don't cry. Smart people work hard and not complain, right? Which is right. silly. You need to work on yourself. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, you know, move to the U.S., became a U.S. citizen. I still love a million things about Europe, but being part of the American society. But but this is really a shift in the last 10 years. And I'm, I'm back in Europe now. But yeah. 
I, it makes me happy to see that you're seeing the same thing. People are actually investing in uh, their, uh, you know, mental health, emotional being. Uh, they're being like excited to get coached on uh, on feeling stronger and and learning how to think positive thoughts, right? Because we skipped, like our generation kind of skipped a few stages. Our parents had no idea how to teach us to do certain things so right as entrepreneurs like I, I bet when you were talking about that second you know group of people a lot of people that are gonna you know it's still early so a lot of our friends are gonna wake up through the day in the next 24 hours and they're gonna you know watch the podcast and they're gonna be like mind blown like what a lot of people make 30k a month and we right. know that we know that to be true we know so many people that have 10k 20k 30k they have the stability to uh you know not work as much and you know feel good and that's possible but what we're trying to say here is that brilliant people have learned that you also need to work on your mind and your feelings because that's the new success right you can have a million dollars but if you feel like crap when you wake up yeah so you have a really good point, and this is actually something I've preached a lot recently, which is, it's really interesting you bring this up. So I believe, especially with your background and also with me, right? Um, my family was from Iran, super di dictatorship, like let's just say commu communistic country. And yeah. when, when you're raised in that sort of environment, I do believe 10 plus years ago, it was very common for everyone to just be hyper-masculine and almost not feel emotions and yeah. just be like super, like, you know, <laughs> masculine, I don't cry, I don't feel nothing like that, right? <laughs> and the another trend that I've been seeing recently with a lot of hyper-successful entrepreneurs and a lot of friends in my circle has been to be okay with like how you feel and mm. be okay with feeling your feelings and yeah. essentially feeling through your feelings and not like hiding it or not holding it in because I've realized that the more you hold it in, the worse it is for you to be a hyper successful entrepreneur because you're holding back a lot of these emotions and a lot of these feelings and those feelings can turn into blockages and can, can eventually turn into traumas and can really mess up your success Yeah. because you're like, you're like drowned down. But if you're able to feel through it essentially and, you know, be okay with feeling through it and realize that up leveling your thinking is super important, but now we're moving into how do you up level your thinking and how do you up level your feeling because they're two different things and then how do you up level like your spiritual life and your emotional life and your financial life because they're all pretty much connected right and the new trend recently is for people to get out of that the, oh it's not been recently probably in the past five years to get out of that like essentially non-feeling state and realize that the more you can be yourself and and up level your feeling and be okay with feeling be okay with the way you think and be okay with being yourself and then knowing yourself because you can't be yourself if you don't know yourself then you move into like okay now i'm truly up leveling my life right amazing I right. love it. I got goosebumps, right? That's always, uh, that's how I know the conversation is good because I get goosebumps. And Same. I do I too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of our podcasts to be just a conversation because that's the easiest way to know uh, the conversation can go anywhere. So thank you. I, I love that. Uh, you know, I would love, I would love if we spend a few minutes uh, thinking about that first group of people because a lot of our affiliates have started from, so uh, long story short, every time we have an affiliate that's just starting and they're telling us I was able to quit my nine to five because I make enough money to quit my, you know, nine to five. That's a personal like win for me and a lot of right. uh, account managers too. Would you have any advice for your younger self or someone that's in that category of, you know, just hustling a lot of like long hours, you know, for example, 
if it's something practical, I would tell people that have no idea uh, about the jobs we have online, like you can go have a training and become a flight attendant, right? That, that's an advice I would give uh, a young person that doesn't have education, right? But right. what about on in our space? What do you think are some awesome like jobs or tools for people that are able to come in our industry and do without having to, you know, uh, spend a lot of time going to school? Um, man, this is loaded. <laughs> I think this is super loaded because like there's so much good resources. So I'm trying to think of like some super so one good resource is this podcast like this is episode 30 i believe and all the 29 before this are with and to each one <laughs> what was it i said listen to each one like, listen to each one right yeah for sure it's it's all people in this industry who are doing amazing things and and they've broken down like how they've done it and what they do and what they've learned. Yeah. That's like one thing is to watch a lot of videos of people that are already doing this and following them, not follow as in like follow, oh, I'm gonna follow this person, but more of just like follow their steps and see yeah. what they're doing. That would be the first thing. Um, another thing is studying, if you're going to study someone, this is my best advice. If you're going to study someone, make sure they've done what they're preaching. Oh, yeah. Like if, if someone is teaching something, yeah. make sure that they've, they've accomplished whatever it is that they're teaching. That's like the big they thing are. that, exactly. right. <laughs> so it's like, if I would never, or not never, cause who knows, but I, I wouldn't right now create a course on how to or like a talk about how to create an offer. I know how to, cause I've been in this space for so long now, but yeah. I haven't done it yet, right? I, I And I don't think I will ever do it because what I do is different from all that, right? Or how to write copy, do copywriting. I don't do copywriting, right? So I wouldn't create something or preach something like that. So I essentially would be studying if you're going to study something or get a course or anything like that, make sure that the person that you're learning from has done that certain task. Um, and then another piece of advice is don't try to perfect whatever it is that you're creating. Try just go out there because MBAs talk about this too, right? This yeah. is why I've been super against um, formal education as I was growing up because the big thing that they don't like, especially with MBAs, they'll teach you how to create processes and create systems and create um, a great business environment and organization environment and this, this and that. Cool. But um, it's all great. But the first thing that's most important is like sales, not sales, like phone sales. I mean, like your sales, like how many sales are you getting? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Always talk about this, and we're very successful because I'm profit oriented. And first, you just start, and then you build processes around it and make it pretty and tight. But that's beautiful advice. Just start somewhere. Right. Just start. Just go. Like <laughs> it, all these process, like customer service, for example. You you don't. If you're starting an offer, the most important thing is how can I start getting sales? Like obviously, get your offer up, but have it be an MVP, like a minimum viable product. Like just have that up, create your pages, create your ups, like everything that you need, and then start focusing on the first most important thing, which is sales. Yeah. And then after you start getting sales, then you could focusing on creating or like fine tuning your other processes. But I think the mo first most important thing that everybody who's in that first group needs to focus on is A, if you're going to learn from someone or if you're going to watch anybody or follow anybody or take anybody's course or anything, make sure that they've done whatever that you're learning from them. And then second is once you're ready to start implementing whatever it is that you learn, first, most important thing is get some sales, make some money, get some sales, 
all those other tedious processes like, oh, I got to get a great computer or I have to get a great CS process or I have to get a great this and a great that. It's just, all or, that will come. Or a great administrative assistant. We all, you know, a lot of, right. a lot of uh, people on, on stage will tell you to get a good administrative assistant. And that's beautiful advice once you have a very successful company and you need to save right. time. But first, you need to have, you know, beautiful profits from sales before you worry about all the details, like having the, the best operations in the country. But it's going right. to be very hard to pay everyone if you if you don't start. <laughs> right. I think what one more thing just to touch on this topic is make sure that if something's not working, especially for the first the first group of thinking, if something's not working. I think failure, for me, failure defines as if something's not working, you give up completely on on not that product or that you know the whatever you're creating, but essentially you're giving up on your goal. Like, why did you start this offer or this organization or this product? Yeah. Not because just this product, but it's because of this ultimate goal, whether it's to change uh, a thousand people's lives from losing a hundred pounds or like helping a million customers with lowering their blood sugar or whatever it is, right? Or, or make a million dollars in one year or just make a hundred thousand dollars in one year or quit your nine to five, whatever it is, that's your ultimate goal, right? Find out what your ultimate goal is, what's your why, and then work backwards and if your first thing doesn't work to get you to that why, then instead of just giving up, that's failure, just learn from it and pivot. Like, okay, cool. I've learned you know, how to do X, Y, and Z from launching this offer or from doing this product or this company. I'm going to take what I learned of to do and what not to do, pivot, and then go into more of, okay, now I want to launch this new one, right? The, this new product, this new offer, this new organization from everything that I've already learned. And then to get me to that why, right? That's like the biggest thing I could preach to is don't give up because if I could do it, if Anna can do it, anybody can freaking do it. And the biggest thing is just not giving up because anybody can do it. I know. And I thank you so much for saying that. And then, you know, that brings me joy because we spend one of the reasons why we started this podcast series uh, was really to help to put the knowledge out there because I love I, I would have loved to have something like this when I when I started so I, I just hope someone is, you know at least one person if we can impact that is going to listen to what we're saying it's going to be a huge win and it's all about financial stability there's so much money there's so so much abundance in our space and of course you have to work hard but I bet a lot of you guys already work very hard and it's right. It's just a matter of, you know, doing something else. And in our space, Aria was right. You can look into copywriting. You can look into uh, becoming an affiliate, becoming a product owner. But the key is to learn from people that have, have been successful, that actually made money. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to look at people that actually made money. Right. Right. Because in our space, when you go to conferences, you're going to see a lot of people that rent Lamborghinis, that rent their, you know, clothes, their cars, everything that they do. So you have to be careful, like, look through the BS, they're going to be right. so many successful people that actually afford all that. So it's definitely okay to listen to them. They're a million. Everyone who has been on this podcast is a very successful individual, and there are many other podcasts that you know we would gladly recommend if you need them. And courses right. too. And a lot of the courses are won't even ask for money; just you know uh, they're doing it for public recognition. So, right. Very, very good. Advice. One thing that I do recommend as well is yesterday, and this is actually like a practical tool that I do think people can get a lot of value from yesterday i did and i don't know if he's launched it yet by the way but um yesterday i did a interview with rich sheffrin oh. um and he was on the podcast a couple episodes ago and it, it's called um steal our winners and i'm yeah. not getting paid for this this isn't a promotion but 
as a contributed contributor to steal our winners, I contributed to his course. Um, I get a login to the back end, like to, to all the, the videos and stuff. And I was going through all these videos and it's like people dropping knowledge, like crazy knowledge. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like how I, how I made a hundred thousand dollars with like in one day doing this or this is that with all these really like big names and people who were crushing it. So again, it goes back to like this podcast, like go through all the episodes and listen to it. That's a really good tool. Cause when I went through it, I was like, wow, this is mind blowing. Um, stuff along that nature is really helpful. It is. It really is. And wow. I, I, it's been almost an hour. I feel like we've, we've stopped for two minutes, which means right. you have to come back and we'll do another episode. But before, uh, you know, I always uh, try to keep it under one hour, but just one more question. I think this is a really important one. Um, tell me about a habit something that you were able to work on for yourself because this is something that would help our affiliate watching our product owner friends watching habits are something that have changed my life and helped me become a better professional tell me about one habit that you were able to change or shift or learn in the last you know year or five years that you really think it, it would be valuable for people to to learn Wow. Um, <laughs> no, this is a loaded question too. <laughs> like so, I was in my fifth loaded question. That's we could go for hours. Um, <laughs> I believe that your habits make or break you. And there's a lot of habits that I've changed. For, not change because like you don't really change habits you replace habits so yeah. there are a lot of habits that i've replaced in my life and i speak a lot about team building mm. and i got i gave a talk the other day at um a diamond day and my talk around it was around how to be a better leader and how to build a badass team mm. and like there was a lot of things that I talked about. Like I talked about the five points of like building culture and like having good tech and this, 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 and that. But before I got started with the presentation, the first thing I said was before you're able to build a badass team and a badass organization, you have to first look at yourself mm. and you have to go deep within because whatever you like the morals and ethics and the type of person you are and the habits that you have on a day-to-day -day basis, all that is going to leak and go into your team. Your team is essentially going to become you. You are your team. It all is one, especially as a leader in an organization. And if you're managing a team and you're leading a team, your habits, whether good or bad, are going to be picked up from your team. So what we were talking about was like, okay, what are some bad habits that some people have? And it's really basic thing, like super basic things. Like some people have really bad habits of, of how they eat, right? Like how, how are you eating? How's your food that you're intaking, right? How many hours a day are you mindlessly going through social media like Facebook and Instagram and, and YouTube, right? How many hours a day are you watching TV, right? Um, an, another addiction in, in uh, today's society is like pornography, right? How often are you watching stuff like that? And then all that you kind of put together and you're like, okay, these, and I could go on that list forever, right? But these are all bad habits and habits that are actually going to destroy my destroy my brain and not empower my brain and make it better and not empower my my life and make it better. So like what are some better habits to do? Okay. I have to eat healthier, right? It's easier said than done, but I'm kind of like just paraphrasing, which is like I have to eat better. I have to do more exercise. I have to get more sun. I have to take time in my day to think. These are all things I do now, actually. So it's like, I have to take time in my day to think. So I try to take 30 minutes out of my day, 
put my phone away and like sit with my own thoughts. But then you have to take time in your day to not think. So like <laughs> meditation and breathing and be still and be calm within yourself. All these good habits. Um, and then and not spend too much time mindlessly watching TV and like um, scrolling through social media and stuff like that. Because that's going to deplete your dopamine, your serotonin levels. It's going to turn your attention span into like 0.2 seconds. Your brain is going to turn into mush. It's going to be hard for you to perform. And then again, it goes back to team. If you have a good team too, or if you have a team, then your team is going to start to pick up these habits unconsciously because the leader also has these habits too. So I don't think there's a specific habit that I've replaced, but like for me now, I notice like my daily routine consists of like waking up and a couple hours before I come into the office and like taking time to myself to read and have my cup of coffee and to sit in the sun and, and chill before I even look at my phone. And then when I come back from, um, from the office, like making sure I get my workout and making sure I go into the sauna, making sure that I, um, talk to my girlfriend, making sure that I talk to my family, making sure I have good relationships on a daily basis. Like that all is also habits, right? Um, you're eating, how are you eating and how's it affecting you? Making sure you're sleeping, oh, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so many like entrepreneurs fantasize about this. Oh, I could sleep two hours a day. I can't, if I'm not asleep by 10, if I don't get like my eight hours, <laughs> I, I'm shot in the next day. So like I can't perform. So I think a big thing, again, this goes back to, um, people that are going from the second stage to the third stage, but also from the first stage to the second stage, I think anybody in life, which is it's become so common now to want to up-level your mind and up-level your emotions and your body and your thinking and how you are. So you have to find out what resonates with you. And on a point of habits, if you're like me, I want to pick up 20 different habits at once. Like I want to change 20 different things and literally start it tomorrow. Like I want to just do it all, but that's not sustainable and that's not going to work. So yeah. if you're going to replace habits, I recommend um, only doing one or two at a time, two max, because if you try to do everything at once, it's not going to last. And then when you're picking up those habits, try to remove as much friction as possible from doing that habit. So like, let's say working out, for example, if you have trouble working out, let's say you want to work out in the morning, that's your habit that you want to do and you don't do it right now. The easiest way to not do it is to get up in the morning and you're like, okay, I have to go get my clothes here. I have to go get my shoes from the closet. I have to go get this. I have to you do all these things. This is friction stopping you. But what's going to stop the friction is before you go to bed, put your shoes right next to your um, bed and put your workout clothes literally folded on your in your bedroom right next to your shoes. Get your workout back prepared the night before. Right. So that's removing all the friction and then or maybe just sleep in your clean workout clothes if it's comfortable. Like who cares? So once you're removing the friction, then you're able to pick up that habit and it's easier to build it. Yeah. Love it. That's fantastic. I, you know, I, we, a lot of the people before you, uh, said the same thing. So it just warms my heart when, you know, we all kind of like have learned the same good things that we can, <laughs> we can right. help our, our, our friends that are getting started or even brilliant people that have, that I bet could be even better after learning some of this stuff. I'm guilty. I'm guilty for the longest time being horrible with myself and not sleeping enough. And I might still do that once in a while, but <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, a matter of, you know, the way I tell my team, like, I don't want them to be like me. I don't want them to over be overworked in the sense that they, you know, they're in front of the computer for 18 hour days, because at least we know the, you know, we know what to preach. Right. And right. as long as we know to work on that ourselves too, you are so right. Uh, our team is going to pick, 
that up and subconsciously they're going to be as good as we are. So 100%. That's one of uh, the best things I've heard in, in a long time. So you're awesome. You filled me with positive energy. So now I'm going to, you're awesome. I'm going to go read something and <laughs> I'm going to work. But then uh, uh, reading was, was a, was a habit that it used to bring me a lot of joy. And since I got really busy, I stopped reading. Um, I, I would obviously just read work stuff, business stuff, but I used to love reading like a good fantasy book. Right. So I, I yeah. picked that up and I can tell you guys habits like this that bring you joy and they help your brain stay young are you can replace them no drug or coffee or any amount of alcohol can give you what a good habit can so for sure i agree that's the truth all right so aria thank you so much you thank are you friendly. so much i can't wait to see you again at one of those uh, conferences maybe we'll do a live and show everyone in the industry how we dance oh I, they would love to see that right 100%. Everyone would love it. <laughs> we got it. it only you can't forget about that. <laughs> you can. And we would have to do a live so they can understand the vibe and why we vibed on, on those moves. Right. We promise you guys. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you so much, Aria. You are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I was honored. This is so fun. We could have gone for hours. <laughs> That's why you have to come back. I will. Right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to us on Apple, Google, uh, you know, Spotify, that's wonderful. But make some time later, come to our Facebook page or YouTube to see how beautiful Aria is in real life. And uh, leave leave a few comments on Facebook. You can tag him because we are going to tag his page uh, in the comments here. So I know he would be more than happy to connect with, uh, with all of you. 100%. Thank you. Thank again. you for having me. Bye, everybody.